I feel like apologizing because we were very unprepared. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me this week are the email twins who are named... It's Tiffany. And... Alex. Yeah! And uh, we have a super special episode for you today because we are going to be talking with a super special guest. Um, We have worked with uh, our guest several times in the past at this point, not on the podcast, but in real life, which is something that uh, I miss deeply and dearly at this moment um, in the quarantine. So we would like to welcome Greg! Hi! Hi, Greg. Who who are you? What do you do? What are your hopes and dreams? Oh boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we 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 hit hard and we dig deep here. No, it's great. That that's um exactly what I want when I get buried. Someone to dig hard and <laughs> dig deep. Uh I'm Greg. Um by day I'm a teacher. Uh by night I am a teacher who grades. I currently co-host with two other co-hosts, a podcast called Who Wants Bananas, uh, where we talk about, uh, well, we're in season three. We talk about, um, what's this season? We have two episodes a week. On Tuesdays, we do a recap of gaming and tech news. And on Fridays, we do a deep dive uh, into a particular topic. Uh, So we've done uh, some Apple release events, AMD release events, uh, NVIDIA release events, uh, medical tech, things like that. Um, And uh, when I'm doing theater, uh, when that starts back up, I'm a sound designer and a playwright and director and actor and um i think that's it yeah that's it that's quite the resume that that that's really cool i I didn't know so i i I don't know much about your your podcast i I wasn't aware that it was uh the the two episodes that's pretty really cool um what so you you hosted with a couple of friends you were saying or yeah i I hopped on as a as a guest back when the oscars were on because i came on to give my oscar predictions and then follow up with my oscar follow-up um and then we started uh in july uh june june ish doing board games uh together uh through tabletop simulator then i joined full-time in july uh where we experimented with um you know uh, a variety of formats we did a, a video game console draft we did uh trivia competitions um and so now that we've gotten into season three the last few weeks we've settled onto a two episode format of news and then a longer form uh deeper dive that's awesome we we do a, a movie draft here occasionally um so i i'm curious as to how the the video game draft works because that that piques my interest i mean i won so i mean uh, it didn't work very well outside of me uh so what was your console uh, uh i mean i draft we did sort of fantasy football style assemble the team um and i had the ps2 and the n64 and the super nintendo and a few others um the I think the Wii went first overall, which was or the something awful that shouldn't have. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk more about movies as as a, as a movie guy. Um, I'm currently reworking my way through all the best picture winners since the beginning of time. Um, I did it, I think, 15 or so years ago. So I'm doing that again now. So um, but I always love to play the connect the two actors game, you know, with movies and things like that. So um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe we can play the uh, the IMDb game later today. Oh, 
why didn't we do the IMDb game for this episode? We talked we talked about doing it and then we can do it. That's totally fine. We can do the IMDb game. I don't know if Greg's ever played that, but the IMDb game fucking rules. It's a ton I'm of fun. Down. We are so, wildly unprepared for this episode. Yeah, today for like, some reason. I don't know, man. What yeah. Good, thing I, good thing I came I came loaded with content. Guys, we're wildly under, unprepared for every episode. I like uh, why does this shock us every time? I don't know. I just I feel like in my mind it's going to be great every time like I'm going to be ready to go and I'm never fucking ready. It might be because we're always scrambling. I'm as prepared as I ever am. Yeah, well, what you going to do? Eh. <laughs> eh. Um Alex, you uh are super a movie dude. What I, have you ever watched gone back and watched all of the um the best pictures i know you've like keep kept a running tally of like everything that you've ever seen but i mean i've i haven't like specifically gone back and watched all of them but i think i've seen a good portion of them question mark that's my statement question mark (laughs) it's a good statement good question fantastic so uh <laughs> i just love watching dwight try to figure out how to segue trying to figure out. so so what so this the, the interesting thing about this is we one of the things that we do either prepare questions or or have asked um like have asked the the guests to like bring a, a top five list and for some reason this week it just completely did not happen so i i, mean, I, I feel i got up? top fives in here so you want to know top fives you just and 64 right ahead and 64 games well, I just sold my N64, which was a very sad day. But I do, I mean, I have a backup. I have a, I have my black regular. I sold the Donkey Kong 64 edition oh, that I nice. had. Um, but top five N64 games are, uh, I mean, Ocarina of Time, I think, is is by default number one. Um, I think uh, Mario Tennis is number two for me. And that's primarily oh, on nostalgia, but that was a phenomenal N64 game. Uh, GoldenEye number three. Um uh, uh, Mario 64, um, number four and number five would, I mean, I definitely Jet Force Gemini is up there for sure. It was a great game. Um, or no, I'll stick with Jet Force Gemini. Jet Force Gemini is phenomenal. But I mean, uh, shout out to Majora's Mask definitely being in there because i mean talk about a what a great follow-up i mean to one of the all-time greats you follow it up with another all-time great and i don't think it gets enough love so i think it gets too much love personally oh go fuck yourself dwight (laughs) you're a monster i I realize how hard it is to get the couple's mask do you realize how difficult it is to get the fierce duty mask yeah it's a pain in the ass and uh it's it's not fun (laughs) games used to be not fun pain in the ass that's what they used to be now it's all this hand-holding, guided through, oh, and blink, you're at the end. This I, guy. Case I in like point, this guy. Case in point, Destiny's been out for less than 24 hours, and I'm already at the level cap. Too oh, easy. Oh, wow, really? Wow. Too easy. I haven't played Destiny since fucking Shadowgate? Was that? Shadowkeep. Shadowkeep, there yeah. we go. I've been, I've been a, I was a day one Destiny player, have been since. Nice. Did, uh, Alex and I played that for a couple of years, um, just in uh destiny one then we transitioned to destiny two and i think we both fell off pretty fast i i popped back on a little bit but then it just never i don't like how it runs on the xbox i I just built a new pc last weekend so it's it's definitely running much better on that for sure yeah we played shadow keep on pc right shadow keep was garbage it's it's your traditional filler destiny expansion grindy let's wait until the next thing releases Uh, i mean forsaken was good but 
Shadow Keep was very grindy. Yeah. Oh, didn't they say like didn't the the rights to Destiny revert back to Bungie? So wasn't it supposedly going to get a lot better and it just hasn't yet? Or is that something well, that's going to take longer than what Beyond Light is their first sort of you know release solo, um, mm-hmm. you know straight Bungie, and it's it's very good so far. Um, but yeah, they've they've split off. But yeah, I think it'll take a little bit before they can, you know really do what they want to do but i think this is it's certainly a good start it's laid the foundation well they just i think they underestimated the amount of nerds that exist and two putting it on game pass and making it you know a game pass game has increased the number of players to the point where servers are really stretched so um but i think it's a good move forward and the fact that it's had this kind of longevity is is promising so unlike amazon's amazon's little release that they meant that they did back in whatever it was february march crucible that lasted for three months before it finally shut down. It went off of Steam after three months because it had less than 200 users, you know, so. It, it is strange when you when you go onto Steam and, like, there's certain games that uh, Alex and I have been playing. I don't know if you've played uh, Friday the 13th. Um, mm-hmm. We've been playing that. That has like, a player, has, like, a player count of, like, 500 people. But for whatever reason, the it's still dedicated enough to have some people there and kicking so uh i am just nervous for when things like that like shut down in this day and age like um it's so weird that the concept that you can you can buy a game spend 60 dollars on it and then you know six months a year later maybe you just can't play it anymore because there's no servers live anywhere or unless you're uh, eve online and then you've just you live forever and ever i've never played eve but i know it's like supposed to be really really in-depth a lot of those old MMOs still exist. Uh, there's a there's a secret server for City of Heroes. There's you know uh, Eve Online. There's um, uh, RuneScape. That those are all still. Oh kicking. yeah, I I never played RuneScape either. Those were ones that like they were in the the annals of. Uh... I heard them spoken hushed through the hallways. Well, they, they existed never... in sort of the pre-WoW world. You know, they, there was that time between like 99 and 2004 where there was just an explosion of MMOs that were all the same. WoW came and then it kind of, you know, set it off into different paths. It set the MMO off into sort of the, the looter shooter path that led to like, you know, uh, Borderlands and PUBG and Fortnite. And then it set off into the RPG path, which leads you to things like Destiny. And it set off... Um, you know, down the create your own world path with Minecraft and Roblox. So, you know, it, it really split after that. But a lot of those old ones, you know, are st- nowadays are still very clunky. Unless you really played them from the beginning and were hardcore into them, they don't have as much appeal because nowadays ones are so shiny, but they are still the OG. Or you get to like WoW in, in and of itself where they've, it was the original version is so popular that they completely relaunched it. Uh, right. That I think is like completely unheard of. And uh, I've seen people playing that and I've probably they like lowered the level cap recently and just to like make it a lot more streamlined and more accessible for people to come in. Cause I know if you have a game that's uh, you know, a living world that's been there for 15 years, cause that, that launched when we were, at least when I was in 2004, high school. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So shit. That's a, <laughs> that's an high old school. game. Yep. Same. Yeah. That uh, was my freshman year of high school. You're a baby Yoda. Baby, unfortunately, so one of the things we were going to try and do was talk about Mandalorian every week, but Greg unfortunately has not watched it yet. Yeah, this I just season. know about the egg. That's so, all. So, so we can't. Baby Yoda talk eats about... babies. Yeah, I'm, move I'm, on. It's pretty meta. Apparently, I'm, I'm so the... behind. That's okay. Did you watch season one or? Yeah, I've seen season one, and and you know, I watched it in, in in a few days, and I think right now I'm playing catch up on the Expanse with my roommate. Um, but for the most part, you know, I've been focused like I've been on my game addiction run lately i just downloaded hades on steam um which is spectacular 
um, Going Through Destiny, Bannerlord, um, a few of those. So I think the last big TV binge I did was, gosh, um, I watched the, the that chess show, the great uh, the Queen's Gambit. Yes, Queen's Gambit. Oh, Thank you. I I just watched yeah. that. Yeah, excellent. What's Queen's Gambit about? Chess. <laughs> well, okay, moving on. The end. Alex, is that one thing that you were going to talk about, or? Uh, yeah, that was one of the shows that I was prepared to talk about if we needed to uh, fill time. Yeah, it's got the girl from the Vivitch in it. The oh, Vivitch. Yeah. yeah. I like Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. She was good in the yeah. Vivitch. Yeah, I, don't, was, I haven't seen anything else. Um, what else did I go through? Mutants too. Umbrella Academy I went through. Um, that one's supposed to be like crazy popular right now. The Boys I, also. But yeah, The Boys was the most recent one. That was spectacular. It's an awesome season two. Is, uh, is it definitely coming back for a season three? Or yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've not watched The Boys yet. That is not a, uh, yeah. a Dwight show. So Well, not yet. I haven't watched it. What is I a Dwight watch show? It. That's a good question. Um, what have I been watching recently? Uh, mostly just Bob's Burgers and Sunny at this point. It's just that that's been a, a, on our on a loop. Sunny is my grading show that I just as soon as it gets to the end, I reloop it while I'm grading and just let it run in the background. So, Sunny. Is, oh, what uh, we do in the shadows as well. I've been I've oh. been I'm almost done with season two. Season. Um, I am very nervous for season three of that show specifically because of um, I think Jermaine Clement has officially like left the writing exactly. room, mm-hmm. which uh, makes my heart sad. Although. The only episode that he technically wrote the, in the second season was my least favorite episode of that season. So I hope I think he's got a crew just... around him that's strong enough to know the vision and the, the sort of the voice of the show to continue with it. Because he, he had a very light hand in season two anyways. Um, and Tyke is just there in name. So um, I think I think it'll be it'll be good. We'll I think that the, the the main three vampires, or I mean four at this point, uh, have enough of a grasp on their characters that they can make whatever is given to them work regardless. Yeah, I mean, um, Colin Robinson going Super Saiyan was spectacular. That was, <laughs> like, unexpected, because I wasn't that big a fan of Colin Robinson in the first season, but on the second season, like, they let him off the leash, and that episode in particular was um, it was phenomenal. It was just so hysterical to see that, that the big head. Oh, so good. I loved it. Yeah, like a real-life Megamind. I'm always a big fan of Laszlo. I think La- uh, Laszlo and Guillermo are my two favorites because they're just get my heart going. Tiffany, what have you been up to? You've been quiet. I've been crying a lot. Oh, that's no good. I told I have nothing to add to this episode. I'm kind of <laughs> sitting here and I'm like, I I am at the end of the semester. I am just I am drowning. It's. I know I'm I'm in the middle of grading at the end of the quarter. I'm I'm back in grad school for my for my CAGs. I'm. Uh, got a job interview on Friday for SNU to teach at SNU. Oh, exciting. Uh, yeah, so I got <sighs> lots, of, lots of stuff going on. Shaking Uh-oh. my fist at you. Oh, no, Why? Shake your fist. SNU is one of those places I applied to like way back and like I never heard from them. And I'm like, watch out, I'm coming for you maybe someday. I'd love to be like closer to Well, home. I, do, I do have a fun Steam story about when my... Ooh. So um, my Steam account got hacked probably in 2005. Um, it was back when I wasn't using it much. It was just kind of there. And I think throughout all of college, I never touched it. And a couple of years out of college, I realized it was hacked. So I, I went through the long recovery system, got it back. And there were loads of games. I mean, Dota was on there. Team Fortress 2 was on there. Half-Life and Half-Life 2 were on there. But the inventory was slammed full of, of stuff, not realizing that you could actually sell the inventory. So I realized you could. And I was like, oh, this is getting really tedious. I don't want to sell these one at a time. So 
flash forward a couple days ago, realized Steam Inventory Helper exists and Steam Inventory Helper helps you sell stuff in bulk and below market value. So I ended up going through and selling all like 800 items that were in the inventory and made like $78. And it ended up being the most positive hacking story that I've ever come across because the guy didn't do anything other than play games. And he was, I mean, I ended up having like 600 friends from the, from the Middle East and like it was, it was odd. Um, but yeah, so I ended up with a cool 70 bucks and, and that's how I got Destiny on the PC because I already have it on the Xbox, um, but got it on there. So that was my, was my nice hacking story for the week. The only time I've ever been hacked was someone from Gary, Indiana stole my identity and uh, <laughs> I had to not fight for it, but uh, it, was, it was a very strange time just being like, because I was literally in um, the Music Man, like not a month <laughs> prior to it happening. And so the fact that Gary, Indiana was the place that's got my, my identity stolen from was life's irony. Yeah. It was very strange. It was one of those, like of all the places, why there? You think Ron Howard stole your identity? Yeah. He's the one who played that in the movie, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. little kid. No, I don't think it was Ron Howard. Cause I think he has better things to do with his time, like ruining arrested development. Um, wow. But that's yeah. Shots fired there. Uh, Greg, you, um, are in the theater how how has that uh what has been your uh trajectory and history with with theater specifically we're all based out of new hampshire and i know that you are um pretty uh active in in this community here what is it like uh being a part of a, a pretty grassroots uh organization up here uh, as well as uh writing and producing your own stuff what what is the the process for that like I'm very curious, actually. Well, right now it's non-existent. Um, so hopefully, you know, Alice will get off the ground in January. We'll see. Um, but I started, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade. Um, and then did a couple shows in middle school before uh, I got uh, the lead in Bright Beach Memoirs by Neil Simon uh, in the Village Players in Wolfboro, which is where I grew up. Um, and so a lot of my early career was with them. Uh, I started directing with them when I was 15. Um, got to do a couple shows with Estelle Parsons there. They, they had a lot of, there's a lot of really, you know, really big community up there. Um, and did it all through high school at Brewster. Um, you know, they, they made us do one sport every year. Uh, and I got a special waiver to do theater three trimesters a year. Um, and then wanted to teach it, uh, got into Emerson for theater education, ended up going to Keene State. Um, and I got a degree in history and a degree in theater uh, and did sort of switch to the, the design aspect and the directing aspect in college. I, I was always an actor. Um, and even in college, like I acted professionally, um, you know, doing Shakespeare occasionally and realized that design, specifically lighting design was my thing. Um, after college, you know, I did some shows up in the Concord and, and Pittsfield area. And um, uh, some friends of mine and I created a theater company on, on Cape Cod. Um, where we would do three or four shows every year that were all originals. We would each take turns writing. Um, and our capstone show every summer was a Star Wars show um, a la Complete Works, where three or four of us would do all the characters um, for a Star Wars movie every every year. Um, and so I was in the Poe Dameron Emperor track, Job of the Hut, bad guy track. Um, but no, that's where I wrote um, my first play, it's where I wrote Alice, the adaptation. Um, then the next year I wrote a kid's show called Fourth East Fight Back. And then uh, I wrote Fade um, the year after that. Um, and started really liking the writing directing aspect. Um, 
sound design is really what I'm known for, although it was kind of an accident. I started working up at Hatbox in 2016, 2017, uh, would lend me a theater who had been doing a lot of stuff with before that, um, and just ended up doing a lot of the sound stuff. Uh, it wasn't my thing just because at our group on the Cape, I wasn't the sound guy. We had a sound guy. He's a great sound guy. Um, so I started doing that and, and playing around with that and ended up getting to know the theater and, and the people and build the connections. And, you know, over the last three or four years, I've done, you know, between 15 and 19 shows a year, uh, design wise or directing or writing. Um, but mostly of late, focusing on, you know, writing uh, and directing. Um, I'll act every once in a while if someone asks or if it's a show that I'm interested in. But for the most part, you know, I'm sending off scripts to uh, Austin Film Festival, um, you know, for adjudication. And um, so I sent one earlier this year. Um, I, I wrote an origin story for Professor Moriarty for Shakespeare, uh, for Shakespeare, for Sherlock, <laughs> um, and moved to the second round of that one. So I get to re-edit it and send it back next year. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's been really nice to sort of really embed myself in the New Hampshire community. It's an awesome community. Um, I love to help. It, it's to the point where I, I do overextend myself at, at times, but it's nice to be out there and an option and, and to be able to do projections and sets and lights and sound. And um, so, uh, you know, a lot of that experience I got when I taught in Hollis, um, I taught history and did the after-school theater program for three years where we did a musical and two straight plays a year. And um, I still can't build sets, so uh, we're you know Alice is going to be very simple, um, but yeah, so pulling in things like puppetry and voice overacting and uh, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's been a lot of fun. I believe it. I was going to ask you about Moriarty, and uh, is that the only uh, play that you've actually submitted for um, in in competition, or no fade fade I did as well. So Fade also made it to the second round, um, but I did not get it edited in time to resubmit it uh, just because I delved back into it and it just blew apart. Um, so uh, Moriarty was the post writer's block, post Fade play that I started in March or April. It was right after the pandemic started um, and then got that submitted. So um, I'll get the writer's notes here within the next few weeks, uh, the edit notes and um, resubmit it and put it back in March. That's awesome. So with the, the fact that we're in quarantine and everything like that, is uh, virtual plays or anything like that, is that something that you've considered? Or are you just specifically holding off until we actually get back into a, uh, a live venue um, situation? Virtual plays have been discussed across the community. There's they're, they're sort of a last resort for a lot of companies because the whole point of live theater is to be live. There's, a, there's an energy that exists there between the audience and, and, and the, the actors. I did do a play at Hatbox, um, one that I had been stage managing. Copenhagen went up at the end of July. It was the first one back um, with you know um, seating that was spaced apart and social distancing. And it was different because you know, we had three actors, but still I had to design the set in a way that accommodated you know, gigantic no-no zones for the actors where they couldn't walk and be within six feet of the, 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 the audience. Um, so we painted a giant star field, you know, on, on the floor so that it sort of fit with the theme of the show where they couldn't go. And um, it went well, uh, but for the most part, no, I think a, a, lot, of, a lot of companies are, are waiting. You know, uh, some companies have gone back and done social distancing just to make anything that they can. My energies have really shifted towards school and um, working on stuff that I can record. So I've been writing a series of um, what I call fake NPR episodes, which is a parody and a riff off of NPR. Um, and we're going to start recording those soon. So I've been pulling in people from 
you know, assembling a list to pull in people from all over to record these radio dramas. And um, I'm looking at old, you know, um, public domain stories, Sherlock Holmes ones, things like that, um, Edgar Allan Poe uh, short stories and, and other others to do sort of immersive um, radio presentations, you know, with sound and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's sort of where I'm shifting to see what we can do in terms of that vein. I think Tiffany's got excited about something there. No, I just love the idea of of radio shows and and yeah, me too. It's yeah. it's, an, it's an art that's been yeah. lost, and it's sort of shifted into the podcast. Yeah. But it, I like the idea of taking classics and and recording them, um, you know, because uh, they're you know a lot of fun to add sounds to. Yeah, that's like really fun. <laughs> I, I know there are some podcasts out there that are more story driven and story based. Like um, mm -hmm. the Welcome to Night Vale is one that pops off, or comes to the top of my head. Something like that, I think, is a, a more of an untapped market than actually than currently is being filled. Uh, I think that the idea of just like a long form story or just uh, interact not an interactive story, but just a story with like that level of element uh, is a really great great idea that has not been utilized enough. So I'm, that's really cool. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I will, I'm very much going to listen to those. Yeah, it's, it should be interesting. We'll see how they, how they come together. Um, but yeah, other than that, my, most of my time the last year or so has been working and uh, my other hobby has been collecting books. Um, I have a whole shelf behind me um, of, a, of a fantasy author that I collect first edition, first printing signs, US, UK, um, we have a Discord channel now where we have, you know, a couple hundred people in there that barter and trade and collect. And um, so most of my time has been sort of rehabbing a lot of these, sending them out to get signed, collecting them, that kind of thing. So that's been a fun little hobby to have something to do, at least when you get home and don't lose your mind. So the the idea of like finding something that um, is like a, a hobby or a niche, but then like bringing that that level of people in, uh, it's not something I've actually like really gotten into um how did that that i assume it just grew organically or was it just like you stumbled into this um i mean sort of stumbled i guess i i'm a big fantasy nerd um so when i found uh, it's brandon sanderson uh when i found brandon sanderson and read the way of kings and the mistborn trilogy it really uh piqued my interest but um i never really fanboyed over anybody i'm not really one to get starstruck but Brandon is someone who's incredibly interactive with his fans. Um, after he finished writing the wheel of time, after he was pegged by Harriet to finish the wheel of time, um, you know, really exploded. And, uh, he ended up, you know, uh, I mean, he publishes about two to three books on average a year. He's got over 40 novels, you know, since 2008, which is really when he started. So, and he's drawing a lot of fans from the Martin crowd and the Patrick Rothfuss crowd who are still waiting for those respective books and, and those series to finish. So, um, I found the collecting group when he started releasing leatherbounds of his of his books, tenth you know year anniversary ones, and I got one I think that was signed and numbered number ten, and thought it was really cool and really jumped into it. So there was a Facebook group, and I decided after being in the Facebook group for a few months to start a Discord, uh, and everybody jumped over there. So we have all of our channels for buying and selling in different series, and we have our admin channel and and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we've come across some some really cool stuff. I ended up, you know, through it, ended up sort of getting a couple of the white whales in his collection. You can kind of see one of them in white behind me. Um, his first edition, first printing UK version of The Way of Kings, which is, you know, $2,000, you know, worth wow. now. Um, and so it's been a really cool community of us sort of just gathering. Um, and his newest book is coming out in an, a week. 
Um, and so he has a new one out in the, the fourth one in his main series. And he said, you know, um, back in August at the end of a Kickstarter that he did, because whenever he does the leather bounds, he does a Kickstarter. Um, so he said, as a thank you for how many backers we got, I'm going to write a novella that goes in between books three and four. And the novella turned into a novel, it ended up being about 55,000 words instead of 40,000 words. Oops. Um, you know, for him, that's an oops, but you know, it's him. So um, someone who's, you know, very up and coming and has a big community. And so we've sort of really, you know, bonded. We ended up sending uh, a food cart to Brandon in, in Utah to his, to his place there as a thank you. We ended up pulling some money and got some nice pictures from, you know, him with his giant macaw Magellan outside of the food, uh, the food truck. So, um, but yeah, and it's been, it's been nice because it's nice to have a new community of, of friends, you know, especially during a time when you can't be in person that you can share with online. I, I think that's a, a running theme that I've noticed throughout this whole issue or issue, the whole COVID thing that's been going on. Um, Tiffany and I have stumbled upon to a couple of uh, Twitch streams that we've like become really like ingrained in the actual, like not culture, but just like the, we know all the people, people, uh, whoever shows up to the Twitch streams, you say hello briefly in the chat. And all of a sudden there's just this cascade of everybody like welcoming you there. And this, those types of like, homegrown communities I think are so important and so just versatile right now that is a like a good like coping mechanism and it's a just a, a you know just an example of where I think uh, relationships and how uh, interactivity in amongst humans is going to progress coming on Tiffany yeah. were you gonna say something no I'm just enjoying listening. I didn't really want to participate today in this podcast, so I like that Greg's here and can talk because I really have nothing to say today. I'm, I'm, I'm really just here. I'm just here. So I have yes, nothing. I think I think fantasy has been you know for me it's been a nice escape since I was a kid and and this community you know sort of grew from that. Um, you know, Brandon, especially being very high fantasy, um, you know, a la Robert Jordan. Um, so, you know, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of reading, you know, fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of thing, um, you know, as I've gone throughout the year, uh, trying to expand that. Because for a history teacher, I'm a really terrible nonfiction reader, terrible nonfiction reader. So. Uh, as someone, so I don't read that much at all. Like, I, I always have the... Um... I'll like buy a book and I'll be like, this is going to be great. I'm going to read it. And I'll read like, you know, the first like 10 pages. And then I just either like lose track of time or I, you know, just never return to it. And by that point, I'm just like, eh. And so my, all my books just collect dust. Do you have like a recommendation for either like a good fantasy novel to start with? One that can like hook you in early or? Um, well, first I'd say do Audible. Um, I was really hesitant about against audiobooks. I was always a, I wanted in my hand guy. And I realized that I wasn't reading. I was just collecting. And um you know, and I was also commuting a lot. I taught in Fitchburg last year, so I had an hour commute, and so I would always listen. Uh, but now I will, you know, for Destiny, for example, I'll put Destiny on silent and, and plop my phone and, and listen to an audiobook um, while I'm doing that or when I'm in the car 20 minutes at a time. Um, but fantasy, I don't know. I, I think if you're, if you're someone who wants quick, engaging reading, a series of unfortunate events is always, you know, where I have people start. Um, the series of unfortunate events is phenomenal writing uh sort of dark morbid almost kid books that are for adults as well um and there's 13 of them it's nice you know they're they're short um but fantasy wise i mean you want to stay away the problem with fantasy is that they're all series they're all epics they're all long 
Um, but I'd say, you know, with Brandon, he's got a couple standalones. Um, he's got Elantris, uh, Warbreaker, which kind of ties into his universe is really good. Um, if you like easy to read fantasy, Terry Brooks, um, is really good. His Shannara series, um, is, is good and, and engaging. Um, and, uh, but also too, uh, young adult is a phenomenal place to start with a lot of really fantastical stuff. The, uh, Angie Sage, who did the Aramitra spook and, um, Septimus Heap series, the Septimus Heap series is phenomenal. Um, seven book series, lots of magic, uh, is, is really great. Um, Aragon for as, as contrived and as much of thievery is done from, you know, a lot of other styles. He was 15 when he wrote it. It's actually, you know, a, you know, fairly solid. Um, but I always say start young adults, you know, uh, that's why a series of unfortunate events is a good place to start because young adult is nice, easy, digestible reading without having to do a whole ton of thinking. I didn't even like, I still have that like mental block in my head about like considering an audiobook really a book. Um, because for a long time, I, when I was driving, you know, 45 plus minutes into work, I would be getting books from the library and I didn't even, you know, take that into account that, that I was reading at that point. So well, I, I guess my issue is like... 15 bucks a month. It's $15 for a book. And yeah, it's, it's hard for me to equate it with the same as reading a book. You're being read a book, but at the same time, I consider that you've read the book, you've gone through it. You know, the so. story type of deal, like the story mm -hmm. has been absorbed to you. Alex, do you have anything to add or are you just enjoy listening? I like books. <laughs> have you been reading anything, Alex, or any, any comics, any, anything else? Um, I, I, took a break from dune i don't know if i ever mentioned that i was reading dune on here i'm reading uh, it right now i i hadn't read dune since high school which was when i first read the the full series and because of the movie that was uh, upcoming that got pushed back a year i started reading dune i don't know back in the beginning of september uh and i was slowly chugging away through it and the the book is separated into three sections and i got to the beginning of section three right as they delayed the movie and i went you know what this is a very dense long book i still have 200 pages left and i'm two-thirds of the way through the book i'm doing the like, audiobook and it's much better because it's a full cast production so it's oh, really awesome. it's so much more digestible. yeah it is dense it is so hard to read and focus on yep. but having the separate voices makes much more sense but yeah i'm doing it for the same reason for the movie coming out and now that it's delayed i was like eh. yeah so um right around the time they delayed it critical role re released a book called the world of critical role i think is what it's called so i picked that up and it's a much lighter read it's nonfiction, which is it's always nice like greg was saying like i never read nonfiction, but i'm not a history teacher so um you're not required to i grabbed that and i started reading that and it's just been like i've just been tearing through it i love it so that's what i've been reading yeah, I would say never, never waste time on a on a book you don't like. Like I, I, and I only embraced that this year where I put down a book and didn't finish it for the first time ever, and it was Wicked by Gregory Maguire. Could not do it. Tried, put it down. But I always, yeah, never waste time on a on a book that you you just can't get into. Oh man, I, I like I love Dune. Great book. Just, yeah, absolutely. I, I just needed like a but on palette, a, on a palate cleanser to on like, a reread. Also, but also like you're forcing yourself through a reread for the movie, but also it's really dense and it's like, you know what, this is the time of year or the time of life that I just need something that I can just 
by osmosis right easy put it in yep. my brain easy i i needed something easy like i i read over the summer i read death on the nile and then i went into dune and i was like man i went from such an easy like agatha christie's easy and then i went into dune and i was just like oh my god there's so many words did you read death on the nile because of the movie i did and, and then that got delayed and then that got delayed. <laughs> because my life sucks i think i was reading dune and they delayed the movie and i said i said to one of my friends i said why do i even read anymore like what what's the fucking point I have any movies besides like Tenant come out this year since uh the the lockdown? Yeah, there've there've been I mean a lot of a lot of the movies that are getting love now um are, you know, independent ones. I went and saw um oh my gosh, and I can't even remember the name now. Uh it's got Richard Jenkins and um Evan Rachel Wood. Um Tiffany's going, who are those people? Yep. Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire, that's what it was. Uh, which you know is, who Evan Rachel Wood is? But no, Tenet was really the big one. Um, there were a few that were like Mulan was pushed to, you know, VOD. A lot of them were pushed, but Tenet was the attempt to rescue the box office this year, and it it like fail, it like bombed hard, didn't it? Like it didn't bomb you... hard. I mean, considering that it, it did have to make eight hundred million to break even, up taking that into you know a bomb for that movie is really you know you can it can make 500 million and still bomb um but no i think it 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 performed well i think it will do really well when it gets under rental i mean it's it's on my list to watch as soon as i can um because it's nolan and the fact that the cast up until the release had no idea what happened made me go yes i need this in my life um but no, it, it didn't rescue the box office. There's no real attempt to. I mean, AMC is going to go under. Um, you know, a lot of these big chains are going to be reabsorbed. I, you know, did go back to the movies to see Kajillionaire a, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, only people in the theater, um, Jill and I were, and, you know, um, they couldn't sell drinks. Um, so it was like, yeah, this is, I mean, I, I go to the movies half of the popcorn. So the fact that I didn't have that, I was kind of like, eh. Yes. We, we were just looking at, we have uh, an AMC popcorn bucket, a 2020 popcorn bucket. Like you can go get it filled mm-hmm. every time. What a fucking waste. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, to that. We actually got to go see, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but we, we got to go see a, a movie because um, uh, most or some movie theaters now are doing like rentals where you can just go in and like pay like a, I think it was like a hundred dollar fee or something like that. And they will then just like pick or stream a movie for you more or less. And we got to see Nightmare Before Christmas uh, on the yeah. big screen, which was just first off so cool because uh, I didn't see that movie in theaters when it came out and I did not see the 3D re-release I think it came out when we were in college um, so just seeing that movie on the big screen for the first time was so cool and there's a couple others around us that are doing it and I think it's like I said like a hundred bucks that's something that I'm really considering doing in the near future yeah, and getting just a group of people yeah I mean I've done it you know I, I saw Star Wars and it was so cool to go see you know Empire Strikes Back on the big screen which is something I never got to do um so the fact that they're doing that is is awesome but yeah my my inner movie nerd like as i i watched every movie in short that came out last year um for the oscars to prepare and like this year i'm like i have nothing so oh yeah that's actually a good point what there there's no there are no movies like are there gonna be awards like what what Probably not. I would imagine no. that if they are, they're going to be for yeah. a lot of the independent circuit and a okay. lot of the, you know, a lot of that, um, you know, and 
because there's definitely not going to be 10 best picture nominations. Um, no. I mean, and there's no, they don't have to, they have to, do, they can do up to 10. Oh, so have there, have there ever actually been 10? Like, yeah, the first, the first couple of years that they went back to that format, there were, um, and I think even a couple more times since, but like last year there were what eight. Um, I think so. so there are some years that they don't go up to the cap, but there are a few years that they did. I, I heard rumblings today, literally today, that the um, girl who played opposite of Sasha Baron Cohen in Borat is potentially going to be up for it. And that's one of those things where I assume that because Am- Amazon released it. So I assume they probably like bought out a, a theater and did like a limited release in order to qualify for that. I, I wonder if other the other, um, you know, movies are going to do that. Like, I wonder if Mulan, I, I haven't heard about Mulan doing that, but I wouldn't be shocked. Well, they've they're reducing they're reducing the requirements, I think, oh, somewhat okay. to be able to do it. But I don't know if that limited release is still there this year. Because again, yeah, Netflix had to do that with the Irishman last year, mm-hmm. longest three hours of my life. Um, but they is might be reducing Roma, it this or? year. Um, but yeah, Roma did the same thing with with Netflix. They had to do a limited release. So I'm wondering. I, I would I would imagine that they cut down that this year because they'd want to get Mulan in there at least for visual effects and music yeah, probably yeah. and costume, costume design um but I, I don't you know if they do keep the limited release then they're basically just going to be giving every oscar to christopher nolan so yeah that's so hey weird. don't don't sleep on sonic the hedgehog i will not i i have so much Onward. respect i i pushed everybody to go see that after the studio redesigned it um yeah. because for the first time you know that you have feedback that was taken and it was good I really enjoyed it yeah. absolutely very, 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 very much. It's, it's kind of like the new uh, Dread for me. Like I'm always, you know, I'm a niche Dread, make Dread 2 guy, and I'm, a, I'm now a niche Sonic the Hedgehog, give me yeah. 10 movies guy. Okay, I have not seen Sonic the Hedgehog, but you're legitimately putting it on the same level as Dread? Like Dread, Dread was phenomenal. Okay, no, I'm putting it on the same niche nerd sort of subculture level that, you know, it will never reach what dread has reached in terms of the petitions and Carl Urban coming on and wanting it and, and sort of that becoming a cult classic, mm-hmm. but it's, it's Sonic has its own niche of loyal fans because of what the studio did in the redesign and the fact that the movie did not suck. Um, and they already have a sequel on their hands. So I think in terms of carving out a really loyal community, it's doing that, you know, similar to what dread did, but it won't match the dreadness. Is it the best video game movie ever made? No. No. Well, what is? What's the best video game movie? Mario? No. Mortal Kombat. Nah, that's a solid answer. Mortal it is absolutely Mario with Dennis Hopper. <laughs> with the dinosaurs. Absolutely. And the, 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 the dinosaurs have the tiny little heads in um, John Leguizamo. And uh, why can't I think of Bob Hoskins' name? Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Why can't I think of Bob Hoskins' name? Like, I mean, if you combine The Witcher together, maybe, you know, as, as a one long movie. Um, but that's actually, that's a book adaptation, technically, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, no, Assassin's Creed. Garbage, not live up to right? what we should have been. Like, there's, there's a lot that didn't. Um, there's what's upcoming. There's a couple that are upcoming that have potential. Uh, oh, there's a Hunter World? Yes. Monster. Yeah. <laughs> that mo- that, all right. The trailer for Monster Hunter straight up looks like hot garbage but i'm this the, some of the things that they've gotten right i am so excited for because they look so good Mila jovovich is only getting work because her husband's directing all these movies that she's in like that's the only yep. reason like he's he's gonna become the u bowl of video game movies and and just like please stop you know I, uh, 
if they had like if she wasn't in it and if they had just kept it like in the monster hunter world like get all the military bullshit out of there it would have been the best video game movie of all time i think it looks so good it looks so accurate like which is amazing but like but other, after like, seeing those like give roland emmerich a chance at a video game movie like like just whatever i mm, um no there was one coming out that was looking pretty hopeful but no so i would say sonic's up there it doesn't have a lot of competition you know in terms of the grand scheme of the the landscape of video game movies but it's certainly up there uh there is i think a mario movie is supposed to be coming there hasn't been any like rumblings about it since they announced it but i think illumination was doing it which is why a lot of people were really reticent about it but that should translate well i would hope like does record ralph count as a video game movie i was just thinking that if it does that's yeah that, that, that movie was amazing i never saw the second one it was supposed to be fine. The second one is fine. It's cute. I enjoyed it. Oh, it Uncharted. Really Uncharted. That's the next one. That's it. We'll yeah. see if it's going to be anything. But the fact that they put Wait. Mark Wahlberg yeah. as a young Sully. <laughs> I, I was just about to say that. Like, Mark Wahlberg as Sully? Mm. Like, I had hope for Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. I had hope for Detective Pikachu. Um, which Detective Pikachu. I love Detective Pikachu. Awful. Detective um, Pikachu is better than Sonic. Fight me. Uh, no, I would agree. Okay. I would agree. I say on the whole. I mean, they did a phenomenal job with the look and creating that world and all of that. Um, and so, yeah, so there, there's a few, but not many. Yeah. You can count the good super or uh, video game movies on one hand, one probably. Hand, yeah. Like, it's like, there might be five, maybe. Yeah. And I would, in, I would even include that Nathan Fillion indie movie he did where he was nathan oh, drake up there well that would be number one for me yeah like that would be nothing else is as good so that's it i, I shoot that in there that's technically <laughs> a film yeah sure about a video game sounds good to me you know th- that there was like a slew of those style of like shorts that were based off of existing properties do you remember the um the power rangers one that came out it was like a really gritty with like i think katie seagal was in it or something like i don't know if that's the name uh, okay Sackoff. katie Whatever. Like Married with Children, Futurama. No, not her. Katie Sagal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh the one from um she was a Cylon. She was from Battlestar. Uh, Battlestar oh, from yeah, Battlestar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's go. Katie Sackoff. There we go. I got there. That one was it's it's weird how I at some point I think we're gonna reach a point where the people who have grown up with um, these properties are now going to be the ones in charge with it. You've seen it in like comic books and you're going to see it. I think with the shows that we had as children that are still profitable and in like the public uh, eye. So I think something like a power Rangers is eventually going to get its gritty reboot. And I don't know how I feel about that day, but I know it's coming. Like it's going to be a strange, strange time. You mean the, the 19, when did that movie come out? 98, 99. No. The Power Rangers, that wasn't gritty enough for you? Wasn't it like 96? I don't know. <laughs> the one yeah. with Ivan Ooze? Yeah, the Ivan Ooze movie. That, that is dark. a masterpiece. That's my A masterpiece favorite. of filmmaking yep. that yep. will go down as the greatest movie ever made. Yep. End of podcast. Yeah, Back. Citizen Kane, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Power, Rangers. Power Rangers movie. Citizen Power Ranger. Yeah, it starts so. out with them skydiving to uh, higher ground by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Tiffany would know. She talks about all the time how she had that soundtrack and would listen to it. On I was obsessed with that soundtrack. Uh, I had it on tape cassette. 
and we would rollerblade in our basement to it. Uh oh, we're, we're in, in trouble. trouble. That was so, the song. <laughs> although going speaking, and now that my mind's jumping to box office stuff, I do play the box office game online. You know, picking the the movies and the grossing. So of course, this year's been. Hmm. Um, but the league that I'm in, all but one person picked Tenant on their list. And the one guy who didn't, we were like, mm, considering that this is the only movie that's going to make over $100 million total. Mm. I, assume that, I assume that person's winning at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one way trip to 10th place. Yeah. So, what? Speaking of movies, what's this IMDb game you've been mentioning? Because I yeah, think I've missed I was, that in the past. So, I was going to bring that up. All right, Alex, do you um, want to do it? So, I, I, well, I think. Or we we can take turns. T- t- Tiffany said that if we ever played it, she wanted to host because she didn't think she would enjoy it. I That's hate games. I hate fun, and I hate games. Well, I mean, look Tiffany, what school has done to you. Tiffany <laughs> tends to not like trivia games like this. And I remember we talked about doing this on the podcast in the future. And Tiffany was like, leave me out of it. And I was like, Tiffany, maybe you can host it. You can be the person asking the questions. Can she be on my team? You were like, maybe I could do that. Like, maybe I could handle that. But We can be uh, Griffin-y. So the way the IMDb game works is you pull up an actor on IMDb, any actor, and... At the top of their page, it always has four movies that is listed as they're known for. Yeah. And you and you have to try and guess those movies. Oh, that's really cool. You have you you're allowed to get three wrong, I think total. If you get two wrong, oh okay. If you get two wrong, after the second wrong one, the person that's looking at the answers gives you the years for each thing that you're missing. And then you get one more wrong and then you're the right you're out for the round um Ew, and, I guess depending on the actor i might not and at the beginning you they tell you how many of them are movies and how many of them are tv shows we did do this once and i forget who we i think i forget who we did it with like we just did like a practice one and i forget what it was yeah yeah, I, I feel like it might have like, been like Kevin Costner or something because the movies were yeah. real weird. Yeah, I think when I was telling you about it, so I used to play this all the time with Jen. We'd just go back and forth, like we'd each pull out our phones and it'd be like, okay, it's my turn to ask you. And I remember getting hung up on when she asked me Kevin Costner because I named a bunch of Dennis Quaid movies <laughs> because I think they're the same fucking person. <laughs> And every time I was like, oh, this movie? And she's like, no, that's a Dennis Quaid movie. And I was like, oh, this one's Kevin Costner. No, that's still Dennis Quaid. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this game. That was the last time you played. It was two weeks ago. No, that was that, that was like two years ago at this point. So, Tiffany, do you want to just pick a, uh, a random actor? Like, no, because I, I don't know actors. I don't like games. I, don't, I was unprepared. Tiffany doesn't like actors or games. I don't uh, like spontaneity. Here, I can do it. <laughs> I have a lot okay. of anxiety. I need to know the rules. I need to look at the menu before I go. I can't just <laughs> do stuff. All right. Um, stresses me out. A, a special guest edition of IMDb where everyone just tries to fuck me up. Uh, here, we're going to start with something that I think is kind of easy. Okay. I just gotta find something that's kind of easy. <laughs> um, 
Wow. Not not as easy as I thought that was going to be. Okay. Okay, let's start out with something that's kind of fun. Maybe not so easy. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson. All right. All of so, them are movies. So, like, are Dwight and I playing against each other? Yeah, I would say Dwight and you are playing against each other. We will start with Dwight. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I am going to say... Uh, Star Wars Episode 3. Incorrect. Pulp Fiction. Correct. Me? Um, or it goes back to me, right? Greg? Yeah, doesn't. yeah. We're, we're just going to go back and forth. Okay. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, wow. This is a lot harder. Jurassic Park? Incorrect. Avengers Infinity War? Incorrect. Uh, Dwight? Since you got two wrong, I guess I'm supposed to tell you the years. I guess. 2015, 2006, 1997. So 2015 must be Captain America Civil War? Incorrect. Oh, well, fuck me. Um, oh, snakes, snakes on a plane. Correct. I was going to say that. I'm out, you, get, so. you get to keep going, Greg. I get to keep going? Yeah, because Dwight is out. Um, I know what it is now that I fucked it up because it's definitely not so Django Unchained. Incorrect. That's too incorrect for you. You got one more. Unbreakable. Incorrect. The answer is Winter Soldier, right? Incorrect. 2015 was The Hateful Eight. Uh, I knew it was. 1997 was Jackie Brown. I knew it was a Quentin. Oh, three Quentin. Three Quentin Tarantino movies. That's impressive. I couldn't remember Um, when Django came out. It was so, earlier than that. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want me to do one or, or two? Alex, yeah, go or? go for it. Yeah. All right. Melissa McCarthy. Alex's okay. favorite. It was Greg, right there at the top. Why don't you start, Greg? Um, bridesmaids. Yep. Spy. Yeah. Ghostbusters. No. Tammy. Yes. One more. My turn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that? Um, the heat. Yep. You got it. Got all four. And we we each got two. Oh, nice. You guys, you guys are tied. So. What a high quality group of movies those are. Yes. Did you know they're they're remaking the the Little Mermaid and she's been cast as Ursula according to this? Is that official? Okay, because I know Lizzo was pushing hard for it. Oh, that would make sense. Well, I'm officially not interested in that movie now because I hate. Melissa McCarthy. Well, they're also going with Hercules, too, and I'm really devastated about that because I love Hercules, so I don't know what they're going to do. Hercules! Oh, they're, Hercules! They're, they're live? <laughs> no, I don't think that's exactly it. <laughs> they're live-actioning it. We'll go with Eddie Murphy, then. Oh, great. How do you spell it? Is it I-E? E-D-D-I-E. Yep, that's what I thought. Murphy. Not E-D-D-Y. All right. Eddie Murphy. Uh, we started with Greg last time, so we'll go with Alex first this time. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. No. Fuck you. Really? Because that's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Coming to America? Yes. Um, I want to say Beverly Hills Cop too, but I'm, but I'm not <laughs> There's going a, There are times when sequels are on there and the original's not. <laughs> but I'm not going to. Um, The Nutty Professor. Yes. Nice. That's, yep. Um, I want to get up with another old one. Trading Places? No. 
That's two for Shrek. Greg when it comes back. No, no it's it only... is not Shrek. That was two for wrong. Wait. Yeah, that that was one wrong oh, for him, sorry, two sorry, for sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. My, my mistake. Sorry. It was, no, two wrong. It, was two, it was two wrong total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two what? for me, one for him. Okay. Wrong, Alex, one what wrong. Did you, Alex, what okay. did you guess? I, I said Shrek, and you said no. No on Shrek. Oh, God. Uh, what was the other really terrible one where he played a fat person? Uh, Nor- Norbit? Norbert? <laughs> no, it is not Norbert. Norbit or whatever. It's not that. So, there, uh, uh, Alex, two wrong for both of you. So, the years, 2006 and 1989. Okay. Um, 2006 and 1989. 2006 is too early to be The Adventures of Pluto Nash, right? Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the shitty movies Eddie Murphy's been in. Uh, what would 89 be? You did Coming to America and Trading Places. And Beverly Hills Cop. And Beverly Hills Cop. You sure it's not Beverly Hills Cop too? Oh, man. I t- I'm tempted to just say it, but... Uh, I'm really bad at Eddie Murphy movies, so I'm going to go with The Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure the 06 one is Dreamgirls. Nailed it. Greg nice. wins this round. Nice. Um, Impressive. The 89 one. It's a movie I've never heard of. Oh, well, if it's a movie you never heard of, it's probably Harlem Nights. Yep. Yeah, okay. okay. That was, a, that was a small one. But it's weird that that's on his known for, because like he was so big in My Name is Dolomite last year, you'd think that that being a newer one, that would be up there in that floor but Harlem Knights is an odd choice Alex what's the uh the, the metric for how these are picked it's like something to do with like not revenue but like it's based off of how often they get searched and how often um that actor's name is clicked off of that movie I okay. think it's a really really weird way like it sounds way- weird the way that they come up with it is really weird. Well, Harlem Nights is also a Richard Pryor movie, so that also could be clicks on Richard Pryor upping it and Eddie Murphy's too. So Right. Yep. Um, what actor should I do now? I'm going to... I know who I'm picking next. Tiffany, if you come up with anybody you want to pick, please jump in. I'm going to uh, pee. No, this is great. Like, I, I like just sitting here listening. <laughs> I really... Like, before we started recording, I was like, I don't... I kind of don't want to be here. I kind of just want to do nothing so this is great i can be here but also not be here i've got one. Oh okay. yeah okay my, my, my favorite actor pit dwight and i against each other yep yeah. russell crowe okay uh dwight i will defer to you russell crowe so gladiator correct a beautiful mind correct uh the miserables yes the nice guys no but great damn movie damn it this is gonna be the tough one um oh shit what else is russell crowe been in right because i uh you're actually a beautiful mind um he had a streak uh, there where he was in like best movie best picture for like four years was he he in was he in a robin hood i'm gonna say robin hood incorrect uh cinderella man incorrect but that's two so the year is 1997 okay i think i'm i don't know if that's the right year i don't know I'm just gonna guess. I don't think he was in this movie. Deep Impact. No. <laughs> but still, 1997. Um, I don't remember if this is e- 
the insider nope but great movie that's he a was movie in that. with him right yeah okay that's like right around I, the see right i would have said master and commander because that was also another phenomenal that he was oh in, yeah it's not it 1987 one, right? come on what's dwight the, you got it the... oh i already got three wrong right or oh, you did no or I, yeah, I, you got I, you got three wrong and i got three wrong yeah hey, it's la confidential oh greatest movie ever mm-hmm. bud white it. uh alex do you have one or yeah sure Tom Hanks. Uh, Greg. Sully. Incorrect. Toy Story 3. Incorrect. Forrest Gump. Correct. Toy Story. Incorrect. God damn it! That's two for you already. Let's <laughs> get two wrong. You only have one more strike and two more Toy Stories. <laughs> um, Philadelphia. Incorrect. So you both got two wrong now. Uh, the years are 2000. 1988 and 1998. Toy Story 2. Greg? <laughs> Was that um, Big. Correct. Ah, okay. Uh, what were the other ones? 1998 and... 98 and 2000. Now you see me. Not that, I, not that my stuff matters. Oh, 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 oh. Um, catch me if you can. Incorrect. That's what I meant. Thank you. Greg knew what I meant. <laughs> Incorrect. The movies were for 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. That big one. And, and for 2000, Castaway. Also, awesome. none of them were Toy Story movies. Toy. I thought that was a legitimate. Well, I'm, I'm ashamed by not knowing America's dad as well as I thought I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I got my pick here. We are going to go with. Robin Williams, one of them is a TV show. Okay. Uh, who went first last time we played? Me. Okay. If one of them's a TV show, I'm going to go with, oh my God. I hope I'm not wrong. Mork and Mindy. Correct. Um, so the other three are movies. Okay. So yes. Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Yeah. Dead Poet Society. Wrong. What the fucking? No, because it's not as good as Mrs. Doubtfire. Correct. Oh, fuck this game. <laughs> um, Aladdin. Wrong. That's too wrong for Alex. Good morning, Vietnam. Nailed it. What in the fucking fuck? Greg is uh, shellacking us in this uh, competition here. Robin Williams is in too many good things. That's really the problem. <laughs> I'm going to do, a, do a, a more difficult one for you, but he's one of my favorites. Let's see. Let's get Dwight, let's get all just all, three wrong answers each immediately. Toy Story One. Toy so, Story Two. Stellan Skarsgård. Ooh. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, who went sure first? Not... Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is the guy that was in Thor. Uh, yeah, as... I was yep. just making sure I wasn't thinking of and uh, Will's, Will's, Will's dad in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah, he he was also in Goodwill Hunting. All right, so who's gonna who went? I don't remember who went first last time. Uh, I'll I'll let Dwight go first. Okay, I think you let I think you let me go first last time, but uh, we're gonna go with Thor: The Dark World. Incorrect. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I know one. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean two. Incorrect. Avengers. Incorrect. God damn, he's gonna be in Dune. Mamma Mia. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> So am I giving that years when you both have two wrong? 
I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him to Dwight now as a pity. So uh, 1997, 2013, 1997 are your years. Okay. Um. Oh, fuck. Uh, I think it's called like, uh, like Sex Addict or... Um, uh, it's something like... It was a Werner Herzog movie, I think. No, not Werner Herzog. It was some... Uh, Lars, Lars... No. The one about doing it. Yeah, so I will give it to you because you said Lars because it's a Lars von Trier Lars movie, von Trier movie. Yeah, called that's Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. That's it, thank you. But I'll give it to you because you had sex and Lars, so it's good, yeah. I'll give it. I, I would give it to him. Yep. Um, so so both, both 1997s are left. Are still there. I don't know it, but I know my answer. Uh, are you going to say Toy Story 2? <laughs> no, no. 1997... Uh... Movie with Stellan Skarsgård. I'm gonna go with. Nope, that's the wrong year. Fucked if I know. Uh, Toy Story two. <laughs> Incorrect. So you both have two wrong. Okay. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if he was in this movie. Uh, Deep Impact. No. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. That's goes with my lat. Goes with Nymphomaniac as well. Good answer. Good answer. Um. Stellan Skarsgård. Two 1997 movies. Uh, he wasn't in Titanic. Can I name any other movies that came out in 1997? Yes, you can. Toy Story 2. He, was, he wasn't in L.A. Confidential. Can I name any other movies that came out in 1997? Apparently not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Deep impact. <laughs> no, you're gonna kick yourself for this because one is Goodwill Hunting. Fuck! <laughs> you even said he was in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, you even said it. And the other one was Amistad. Amistad. Oh. Ah, solid. I haven't seen Amistad in years. That was brutal. Um, we tied. Let's do. One, let's one, do one, one more round. Yeah, yeah one more okay. round. One more round. I'm digging, okay. I'm digging this, and I'm liking Tiffany laughing at you. So. <laughs> Um, I like that I don't have to do anything and I can turn my brain off. This feels really nice. All right. <clears throat> Please be obscure. Please be just like Bob Smith 3 in the brackets. <laughs> Here's what I have for you guys. No, I, I'm not going to go obscure. That would be rude. Danny DeVito. Okay, and they're all movies. That's all my movies. mom's. I you didn't say. Interesting. Okay, because if it was TV, I was going to go Always Sunny. So, but. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny... I think you would have had Taxi over Sunny. Danny DeVito is my mom. Solid. So, All right. Dwight, I will defer to you. Thank you. Uh, Danny DeVito, we are going to start off with Batman Returns. Correct. Mm. Damn. Um, I'm just trying to think about the stuff that Danny DeVito's been in. Oh, oh, he, uh, he wore the terrible mustache in Matilda. Correct. I don't think this will be on there, but he is Throw Mama from the Train. Correct. Good one. Nice. Okay, so we've got three out of the four. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Incorrect. <laughs> okay, so we're getting to more obscure, uh, not obscure, but weird stuff. Twins? I was, Incorrect. No, oh, that was what I was going to say next, too. Um, the Lorax? Incorrect. Because he was a voice in that. Okay, so I have two now. Yep. Don't worry. Dwight's going to get this wrong. Yeah. Um. Uh. What What's the one with uh him and Matthew Broderick? I think it's keeping up with the Kardashians. No, it's something like that though. It's like Christmas meet, with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks. Meet the Cranks. I assume it's not it since you're giving me Incorrect. the answer. Incorrect. Okay. 
Okay, so we're both at twos. Okay, so what's the yeah, year? What's the year? 1989. Oh, come on. Was he even alive in 1989? I don't think so. <sighs> he was um, the penguin like three years later. Oh, God. Uh, he had a bit part in Romancing the Stone? Incorrect. Ugh. Then I know uh, what it is. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm not gonna get it. Uh, if Dwight gets it, I will be very surprised. 1989, uh, Deep Impact. Ooh, no, it was. You got it. You got it, it. It was Deep Impact. Was all it, along. Was it War of the Roses? It was War of the Roses. And it was either that or Romancing the Stone. Ugh. Okay, that was a good one. That was a good one. I like. Yeah, because what has Danny DeVito done? And looking at it, nothing. So. Oh, I should have said Dumbo, but that would have been wrong. But oh, Dumbo as well, yeah. Only other one that I can think of. I like that Tiffany's just watching this train wreck. I love it. I love it so much. No, that's just that's just not fair. You won't get that. I was going to do uh, Ashton. Do it. Kutcher. All right, okay. Ashton Kutcher. It. Ashton Kutcher, one TV show. I will defer to Greg. That 70s show. Yes. Dude, where's my car? Yes. <laughs> See, that's pretty much where it ends there, huh? Uh, I... Oh, um yeah. gosh um oh 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 the one with mila kunis where they're there with the 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 love uh the oh uh it's like not hall pass is hall pass that's no, not hall pass hall pass uh, is a completely different cast of people uh i don't know so hall pass i i, I hall ba- no hall pass is not one of them I'm going to go with what happens in Vegas. Wrong. Oh, God damn it. You're thinking of no strings attached, Greg. No strings attached. Was that on the list? No, right. it's not. No uh, strings attached that's, is the one with Natalie saying, Portman. No. The one with oh, Mila Kunis has Portman. Justin Timberlake, okay. which is Friends with um, Benefits. Oh, oh, Butterfly Effect. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a good, good answer, though. Um... Other movies with Ashton Kutcher. Right. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have been staring at my That 70 Show DVDs. Other movies with Ashton Kutcher. I've only got one more that I know of, so. I don't even know that I could name another movie with Ashton Kutcher. Deep Impact? No, not Deep Impact. Uh, the only other one I have is Jobs, when he played Steve Jobs. Oh, no, though. Okay, I, sh- I should have given you years. I'm sorry. Oh, well, we yeah. both got... That, no, I, oh, was that two well, for both of you? That was three for me. I thought that was two for you, but... Is it? I, t- 2010, 2005. I don't, I don't know if... That doesn't help. Yeah. A movie called Killers. Okay. And a movie called A Lot Like Love. I have never heard of either of those two. So as soon as I went there, I was like, no, I don't know. I should do a different one. But you guys said, no, that's good. So... Uh, that that that's really on Tiffany, I think. That was fun. We tied with one apiece. Wait, why is that on me? Because <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. Ashton Kutcher and I do share a birthday, so there we go. I, I'll take I'll take the blame. I think right. I saw the Killers one. It's the it's like a rom com with him and Katherine Heigl. Mine, it, my last one for this this game is Mike Myers. Ooh. Um, Halloween. You go first. <laughs> sorry comedian mike myers I'm, I'm sorry i was making a a joke which how ha- which halloween there's three of them there's only three halloweens no there's many halloweens no no the halloweens that are just called halloween oh oh yes 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 oh right uh, yeah i'm gonna go with the uh the rob zombie halloween 
Um, okay. Uh, Shrek. No. Austin Powers. One. Yes. Shrek two. <laughs> no. Um, the Mike Myers. Uh, Wayne's World. No. Uh, I need years because I've already got. 2002. 1999 and 2008. Inglorious Bastards? No. That's not the two. Oh, that's 2009. Uh, 2002 has to be Gold Member. Yep. 2000 or 1999 has to be Spy Who Shagged Me. Yep. <laughs> and is 2008 Love Guru? Sure is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Mike Myers has three sequels and a terrible Love Guru movie. So congratulations. That's amazing. You swept Mike Myers. I'm shocked that Wayne's World isn't on there. I shouldn't have gone full bore on the Shrek train. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they picked one of his franchises, and that's all they stuck with. This game is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. like it's it's deceptively it's, it's one of those like easy to learn, hard to master type of things. Because like some the sometimes like for Aston Kutcher, I would not have expected those two random movies that I've never heard of. Or for Eddie Murphy, what was it? Um, I, I can't even think of what it's called anymore because I don't know it. Harlem like, Nights. Harlem Nights, like just. You know, those are not movies you would expect when they have like large movies like, you know, Eddie Murphy was in Shrek and Mike Myers was in Shrek and everyone else was in Shrek. And I'm really bummed there was no deep impact. Yeah, wonder... I'm, I'm <laughs> really that disappointed at how that few people on... were in deep impact. I thought everybody was in it. Little did you know. Well, I believe that the, the people that uh, have deep impact as one of their most famous, well, Elijah Wood was in it, but... Um, uh, so Robert Duvall was in it, but it's not in his top four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taya Leone was in it and it is not in her top four. Elijah Wood was in it and not in his top four. Yeah. It's three this of those is really Lord all of Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Morgan Freeman was in it, not in his top four. I'm not surprised. So I don't think anybody from Deep Impact has it in the top four. Hold on. Let's keep going down. James Cromwell might. James Cromwell does not have it in his top four. Ooh. So it's no fun. one IMDb's deep what about, impact. What about the like least people here? These like lo- these. Yeah, who cares about that? Lily Sobieski was in it. Not there. We Blair. wouldn't know those people. It's for Blair, Blair Underwood has it. Blair Underwood has it. Boom. All right, Alex. What are the other three movies that Blair Underwood has? Uh, deep Impact. Yep. Uh, deep Impact. Yep. And. Deep You're gonna say impact. deep impact, so yeah, good joke. Wait, hold on. Um, Can I look up a picture of this person and see if it won't help? Maybe I don't it'll know help. Okay, I've heard of these other movies. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of him. Was he in? Can you just give me years? Ninety-seven, two thousand, ninety-five. Was he in A Few Good Men? No. Mm. Was he in Deep Impact? Yes. Is that, the name of the, is that the name of this episode? I Deep give up. Impact? Deep Impact, probably. That's Apparently looking at pictures of him didn't help. Uh, it was like Gattaca. Uh, and Gattaca. Rules of Engagement and Just Cause. Oh. Movies that I have heard of, but I don't think I've seen. Cool. Good stuff. So, Good Tiffany, stuff, how, everybody. How, how, how have you been, Tiffany? Been real shitty. <laughs> No, just today. Today, I was just in a funky mood all day today. I think the weather, like, I know today was, like, kind of the last warm day we're going to get probably forever. Yeah, this cooling weather has had a deep impact on my mood. (laughs) And end of episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
but like I can feel the seasonal depression starting to kick in with like the the sun coming getting whatever it does going down the f- yeah. I can't even talk it Shall gets dark we? too early lots of vitamin d I take five gummies every morning I'm right there with the extra strength mm-hmm. extra strength um, I get my vitamin d here. from I get my vitamin d from Dwight from I Dwight. take as much d as I can generally in the morning usually five you know if i, I mean <laughs> but like if my throat's hurting i only do like one or two <laughs> just kind of like gag it down just <sighs> yeah i mean i mean sometimes i literally have to like hold my hand over my mouth just to keep it in you know this when i'm all done turn. so this took a turn apparently, apparently we're talking about sucking d now is this now the most explicit episode of no refunds um, we no, talked about a guy with an eye in his butthole on, yeah, on an episode before. That's true, yeah. It's an old Japanese folklore. Oh, fair enough. But yeah. I just I don't feel like a full complete person today. So I'm just like I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm here and I'm enjoying it. I just I'm not feeling it. That's totally understandable. Yeah. I love all <sighs> of your faces though. Well, yeah, that's been it's been nice. And and Greg, thank you very much for uh for coming on and uh playing silly games with us. I, I realize this was uh a little less organized than it could have been. I apologize, but it was I still had a lot of fun. Uh it was it was very interesting hearing uh about the books and, and theater. I, I I it was one of those things like you started talking and I was like, just just talk for for an hour i can just listen to you talk i know that was, was yeah, I, really I, I can, nice if you just let me go i'll just i'll just go for a while i have a i have a very nice voice for podcasting and radio so you just keep just not balance. a face i have a, sorry I have a good also, face for radio hey i i think you have a great face for just you know taking a lot of d five five every morning <laughs> five every morning Alex, your face, that you yeah. just that hand gesture was so great. Extra strength if I can get them in store, fine. But otherwise, I'll just go online and get them because they're cheap. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these for cheap. Okay. Yeah, you just, you just swipe up. I don't know how that works. This was you swipe little... up for the this, D. This was definitely an episode. I, I, I is... can say that with fair confidence. <laughs> have, have me back anytime. <laughs> Absolutely, we will. <laughs> we'll be and more organized. Be fun, we promise. Um, so, Greg, uh, do you want to talk about uh, plug your podcast one more time? Just uh, plug some holes. Just- yeah, it's Who Wants Bananas. We named it that because um, we do tech and gaming news uh, and deep dives every week into various tech and gaming stuff. Uh, you can find us uh, at whowantsbananas.com and uh, all all your favorite podcasting areas, Spotify and Apple Music and all of that. So very cool. So go go check it out. Uh, I know I will be. So thank you very much for for coming on for for spending your 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 uh, evening with us. It was an absolute blast. Uh, you're welcome. I'm gonna go spend time with my neglected girlfriend. You go do that. that- can you tell Dwight to spend some time with his neglected wife? I will. Oh, and Jack and John say hi. I'm gonna go spend time with them too because they're neglected as well. So I haven't seen them in forever. Oh, how are they doing? Well, I hope they live downstairs. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Did you? Are you living in their house now? I didn't. Oh, I was unaware. I thought you had an apartment, but it's also yeah, been a not anymore. <gasps> living it, living it light, living it breezy. Awesome. Well, tell them we say hi because uh, yeah, I haven't seen them in like a year or something. It's been forever, forever. We should have had them on our podcast. Oh my god, that'd be hysterical! All three of them, so much D. Next time, so much, all the so D. much, D. all the D.
So, um, <laughs> once again, uh, thank you very much for, for listening to this episode of No Refunds. Um, you can email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram. And uh, we don't have a Twitter because we don't. And, uh, yes. And you could uh, thank you to the Hyper Potions as the song you were listening to. It's called Time Trials. And we will talk to you all next time. So, bye. 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 <sighs> Greg, you got to say bye. Bye.